Are you new to fatherhood? Not sure if you're dating to your full potential? Well, you've come to the right place. Most dads aren't talking to each other about their lives as dads. Like it's some kind of secret. Well, this is the podcast that takes the secret out of fatherhood. This is Not So Secret Dad's Business. G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. I'm your host, Nate. And as always, I've got my favorite foul mouth, chucklehead, Mr. Boulder Shoulders himself, Judge. What's happening, big boy? Yes, sir. And that new gym I'm going to, man, is fucking awesome. That I seems, love that place. That it's seems like to be really where you're you're happy lately, man. Just one of those bare bones oh my gyms God, it's awesome. where it's all meatheads, just like you. And that's awesome. Look, man. No one's clogging anything up, dude. It's great. Um, but we got a, a stacked show today. So tell everybody what we got going on. We do, man. So we've had, thanks to you pushing it on the socials, we've got a bunch of people that have sent in submissions, asking dad questions, uh, sending in their stories, that sort of thing. So we're going to cover that. We're going to give some shout outs. You've got a rant for us that you want to kick off with today as well. And yeah. if we get to it, I thought it would be cool to touch on how you and I met because we've never really spoken yeah. about that on the show before. So first, sounds good to me. Kick us off with the shit that you found this week. Get the shit off your liver, man. Okay. Did you? And I didn't want to tell you what it was because you would have saw it beforehand. I actually wanted to get your live reaction to it. I'm even going to blow up my screen to full screen because I really want to. So every year, GQ magazine, the men's magazine, puts out Man of the Year every year. Could be like a successful man, an actor, whatever. Um, every year, GQ is a men's magazine. That's what it says. GQ men's magazine. Do you want to take a, a, a fucking stab? Just a wild stab. An amazingly exaggerated stab at who this year's man of the year was. Well, look, with the, the social climate at the moment, it could be fucking anyone. It could be a man. It could be a woman. It could be trans. It could be anybody. Uh, right. But right. At the risk of misgendering people and pissing people off, I'm going to say either Dylan Mulvaney or Caitlyn Jenner. But, I mean, she, she, he, I think she already had have once. already won yeah. Woman of the Year or something like that anyway. I think for Time Magazine, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But if you were to categorize Man of the Year, right, because it is Man of the Year, it's not person because it's GQ Magazine. It's actually on the magazine is Man of the Year, right? Um, so it's not even a misgendering thing. It's just men, right? So... What kind of characteristics do you think man of the year should have? Integrity, charisma, strong right. character. Honesty, strong character, stuff like that. Okay. All that shit. So I'm, the, I don't know. Again, maybe it could be, I mean, Arnie has been man of the year several times. Yeah. So it could be Arnie again. It could be Stallone. It could be Chris Hemsworth. It could be, dude, I'm, I'm just shooting fish in the barrel at the moment, but yeah. Okay, all those would be good. Guess who fucking this year's GQ Man of the Year is? Oh, so I, clearly I didn't guess it. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought, hang yeah. on, I thought we were the talking men of the year. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. So when did she yep. go sprout a cock? The cheater, the liar, the scam artist, the stylist, because that's what she started off as, Paris Hilton's fucking stylist. 
She's been in blackface before. She's made all these fucking shit comments every time someone calls her out because she's a fucking fame whore. She doesn't care what kind of attention is as long as it's fucking attention. She doesn't care. Six of the things she's done wrong right after it's like, I didn't know I was going to offend anybody. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. She just wants the revolving fucking door. The the woman who got famous from Bologna, dude. She's GQ's man of the year, dude. How does that even we work? We didn't have to work for anything. She's got no cock. She's not a man. Or is she now identifying but, as a man? Nope. So how nope. the fuck does that even work? Because now, shake the fucking tree. That's all it is. That's all it is. You can't even have a category for a certain type of person anymore because someone's going to be like, throw this person in just to shake things up. Yeah, dude, man of the fucking year, dude, because she's a smart businesswoman. But, smart but businesswoman? Really? Business- Again, that fucking goes yeah. against everything. Man of the year because she's a smart business woman. Like, again, yep. woman is the core mm-hmm. noun in that word there. So how does that fucking work? I'm not, dude, I'm sorry. I'm melting down. If a woman's magazine, right, because I don't care. It's fair is fair. But woman's magazine had woman of the year and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. It should be fucking rolling. The fucking shitstorm that would have taken place after that? Because, dude, I was fucking beside myself. So then I went down a rabbit hole on, like, I'm trying to find something, right, that she did that was actually worth her being a good person. Instead, all I found was scandal after scandal and payoff and the and the Kardashian credit card that they got a bunch of kids to fucking buy, and it fucking jacked up the interest rate. And of course, all fucking eight, 18 of those idiots were like, no, we didn't know. It was above our heads, and blah, blah, blah. The self-made fucking millionaire Kylie Jenner, she wasn't self-made shit. She didn't make all that fucking stuff. That fu- Can we? And here's our can we stop. No, not can we. We need to stop making fucking stupid people famous, dude. We have to. There is no fucking reason why anyone should watch that show. None. Fucking none. None. There's no reason why I was on um, Hulu and the top 10 shows, not TV shows, but top 10 watch things, eight of them, fucking eight of them were reality shows, dude. Reality shows. Not like um, The Bear, which was awesome. Not 30 Coins. Not any of those things that are like fucking really cool and groundbreaking shows. Nope. Yeah, so Kim Kardashian's fucking man of the year for GQ. Not only that, like, have you, uh, I noticed uh, Christine loves the Kardashians. And look, I won't judge the woman. She loves her trash TV. Most women do. I mean, even with my first wife, the only thing on the fucking TV was Project Runway and yeah. and all that Bravo. sort of. Yeah, all yeah. that shit, you know. Um, so look, if you want to watch trash TV, watch trash TV. But what I found interesting with the Kardashians especially is that keeping up with the Kardashians got scrapped. So they've gone and rebooted with this new show, The Kardashians. On Hulu, yeah. yep. But it's the same fucking show. It's just following these airheaded fucking rich famous people around who have nothing to serve to the common man. It's just... It's 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 almost like these women like to live vicariously through the trash. And it's it's the same as like the housewives, desperate housewives, all of that sort of shit. Like it, it makes money, you know. Now before anyone says anything, because I understand what we're doing right now, we're doing exactly what they want. 
right? So I'm like, oh, I can bleep out the name. But fucking why, dude? Like, I'm not doing it. To, I'm doing it because as a fucking whole, we're always worried about young women and how they feel in their bodies, right? These impossible fucking beauty standards that we've been against for a fucking million years now, right? But they're okay, right? Dude, you know that Kendall Jenner had a Pepsi ad in, uh, wait, I'll read it to you. The model, fucking model, dude, she's a rich kid, dude. The model faced backlash for a protest-themed Pepsi commercial that aired in April 2017. Finn remembers around the time that the Black Lives Matter was going on. Pepsi decided to shoot a commercial that had a protest theme, trivialized social movements such as Black Lives Matter in an attempt to sell soda. Pepsi pulled the commercial and issued an apology while Jenner told Vogue in March 2018 her intention was not to hurt anybody dude i have like six or seven of these where those fucking idiots say the same thing all the time of course they want to hurt people they just want to get their name slapped on shit and this fucking idiot would still be just a stylist and these assholes would have no fucking facial stuff if we just stopped paying attention to them nothing that they do is fucking important nothing not a single thing that they did was any important and get this shit Kendall and Kylie put out t-shirts, you know that? Whole fucking t-shirt line. The sisters were criticized when their clothing line, Kendall and Kylie, began selling vintage shirts featuring images of rappers like Biggie and Tupac in 2017. The disrespect of these girls to not even reach out to the mothers or families of these two before they put their fucking, fucking faces on shirts. So you just put two dead rappers on fucking shirts because you want a clout? Apparently, they reached out to Valletta Wallace, which is Biggie's mom, and she said um, uh, um, uh, the disrespect of these girls to not even reach out to me or anyone connected to the estate baffles me. They just continuously do whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. But, I mean, that's like me taking a Tupac song or a Biggie song and putting it into this podcast and expecting not to have the estate reach out to me and go, hey, man, you're breaching copyright laws. Like, you owe, you owe us a little bit of money. Because that's where royalties come from, right? So, again, it's it's about them chasing clout and not having to pay the fucking royalties. I know. Um, and I'll end with this because I want to spend all day on it. But it's fucking upsetting, right? Then Ray J, the guy in the fucking video that got blown by this fucking dope. They're like, she was devastated about the leak, right? Devastated. Do you know this guy's got proof to show that... God, this is so fucking disgusting, dude. Like, it puts a lump in my throat. Kim's mom orchestrated the leak. They talked about it. He's got proof that they orchestrated the leak. He said, your mom controlled the whole sex tape deal with two people. It was her idea to put it out. So your, mo so your own mother got the tape and was like, let's leak it to give you some fucking like, celebrity juice, dude. That does not surprise me, man, because... That that momager, Chris Jenner, man, she that's what she does. That's what she's good at is creating controversy and putting their faces on TV. Like she has fucking believable. I'm not saying that the formula is right, okay? Because it's a fucking shit formula, but she right. has the formula and it it works. I know. And so they're gonna keep doing but it again and again and again and again. But imagine, because we talk about it all the time, imagine having zero dignity or respect for yourself 
that you don't care as long as the checks keep coming in. Dude, she put on so much bronzer at one point that African-Americans are like, yo, like, what is up with the blackface, dude? And I saw the pictures. That's 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 absolutely what she was trying to do. When it came back, again, the call was, I didn't do that. That was the photographer. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I was just putting on makeup. Guy, I have six situations that caught them in a scam or a scandal. And every fucking response was, uh, you know what? I didn't mean if I'm so sorry if I no, you're not. You just got double in the press, man. Yeah, so that's your fucking 2023 man of the year for GQ, the men's magazine. But there's so much shit out of all the stuff that's going on with gender identity and surgery for 16 year olds. And now there's something that's going on in schools. It's called the like the five eight five six thing, where if a student says that my parents don't respect my identity. The school has to call them by the given name that the kid wants. Fine, right? But if they tell you anything in private, you're legally bound to not tell the parent now. Like, I can't even wrap my head around some of the fucking shit that I've seen over the past fucking 48 hours. There was a video of a, I don't know what, uh, look, it's not even about the identification thing. It's not. It was a picture of a look like a man because I didn't read the thing, looked like a man in a blue wig with his legs wide open naked, seemingly jerking off. There was at least a 10-year-old kid sitting right next to him drinking a soda. What the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing, dude? And I have trans friends who are awesome. They just want to do their shit. They wanted fucking, like, this is who I am, and this is who I'm going to be, and blah, blah, fine. Then there's these motherfuckers who are hiding pedophiles now are hiding behind, this is just my identity. You can't say anything to me because I'm going to get canceled. It's all this fucking stuff going on, but we're letting it rock because now you can't say anything anymore. And I remember telling you about a year ago, watch. Watch the fucking next turn is going to be like, pedophilia is okay. It's okay. And the one dude who, dude, his quote, and I'll pull it, and it's someone involved with one of these fucking movements. It was one of, like, the main guys, right? He said, um, I think little girls are kinky. Okay? And then the other dude said, you know what? If I see a young boy and I fall in love with him, I don't see anything problematic with that. And these people are now being quoted and used for this movement. Who do you think is following him? Not like my friend fucking... Like, like, like Sam, who's trans, right? Not like them. It's all these people are like, I can get away with this now. And if you say anything to me, I'm gonna drop the fucking hammer on you. Dude, what are we doing? Why is there no fucking control? Why is there no control? It's it's like the video you sent me on Instagram during the week about the yeah. six-year-old drag queen, right? Even that's fucked up. Before you showed me that, I was watching a video earlier on before that, a couple of days before that. It was... um. Some trans, not trans, sorry, drag queens, drag queens talking about their art. Okay, so clearly these are gay men who dress up as women for adult entertainment. Adult, adult entertainment. That's okay. what it is. Yeah. And even these guys, these these guys were, you know, OG drag queens. Have been doing it 30, 35 yep. years, whatever. Even they don't know what the fuck is going on. I know. I saw the same. Yeah. They're like back in the day. If we saw a child in the room. We would stop the show and say, get that child out of the fucking room. 
this is adult entertainment. But now you've got drag queens at the school. You've got drag queens doing performances, you know, in public places as if it's not adult entertainment. And now you've got a six-year-old jumping in saying, I'm a fucking drag queen. Now, my issue here is, is here, and oh, my God, Nathan's just gone on, on his first rant. Um, my issue is here is that this is a, an issue for the parents, right? The parents are grooming their own fucking child. Now, at six, I would wear my mum's nail polish. I would put on one of my sister's dresses out of the dress-up basket, or I'd wear my mum's high heels or whatever. Right, because you're still figuring shit out. But I'm six. I'm a boy, and I'm does it doesn't make me gay. It doesn't make me trans. It doesn't make me a, a, a drag queen. It made me a six year old boy that was experiencing the fucking world. Right, and you know when you can't make a decision about surgery when you're a fucking child. And right now, there's because I have gay friends and trans friends that are pushing against that because they're like, no, no, no. Let them figure it out. You know when you're allowed to do that shit? When you're 18. You want to start chopping shit off when you're 18, 19, 20? Go for it. But a kid can't even drive a car until they're 16. They're not allowed to drink until they're 21. They can't even, like, rent a car until they're 25. But doctors are now stepping in because there's money involved. Doctors are now stepping in and giving them fucking hormones and shit like that at 13, 14. How is this all going on? How is this all going on? Like, can we just... Can we just collectively leave kids alone, right? If a kid, and besides, say a kid's like, he likes to dress up, and he's like, I don't think I'm in the wrong body. I'm just gay. So let him be gay, right? Like, why does it? Why now is it all of a sudden? Well, he must be a girl in a boy's body. He didn't say that. What if he's just attracted to dudes? Like, what if he's just a gay kid? Like, but now because there's money moving. Because there's money moving. This pharmaceutical company's taking this. These doctors are taking this. They, and people think that they're behind them. They're not behind you. They're just fucking selling you the shit. They're making money off it. And they're fucking flushing you on your way. Yeah, well, look, man. If, if I was to affirm my own son from what he thought he was two years ago, he's going to grow up to be a fucking T-Rex, okay? You know, he, yeah. was, he was five years old walking around with little short arms, roaring. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm a T-Rex, Dad. All right, then, son. You're a T-Rex. Let's go get you surgery. Let's take your elbows off. Uh-huh. Let's sew your arms in so they're nice and short. We'll, we'll get you your, your voice your voice box sorted. Then you can really roar. And you're going to grow up to be a T-Rex. Dude, that is such a fucking amazing point, dude. That is such an amazing point. Like... But if you did that, child service is going to take your fucking kid. We'd be like, why? He identified as a fucking T-Rex. My son at fucking five want to be a baseball player. All right, I'm going to go. All right, MLB you go. Getting fucking thrown 101 mile per hour balls. Hey, mate, look. That's what he says he is. Like, we can't. Like, a kid, like you said, man, kids still need to figure out what the fuck they're doing. We cannot be making these decisions for kids or putting teachers in a position where it's like, wait, wait, you want me to keep secrets from a fucking parent? If you are a parent yourself, you go, oh, I don't fucking want that going on. What the fuck are you talking exactly. about? You raise those concerns to the parents and you go, hey, look, we're, we're a team here. Uh, well, that's how it was when I was a kid anyway. The teacher saw something concerning. They went to the parent and said, this is what I've seen. You know, and if the parent thought nothing of it, well, then the, that's where the buck stopped, right? But 
again, this is where it shits me, is that schools are trying to take control of parenting and discounting the parents. Yeah. Just, it's fucking wrong. Now, if if my friend's son, daughter, whatever, is like, I'm in the wrong body. Cool, man, then this is what we're going to do. We're going to make everything happen except for that surgery, okay? We will bind you, right? So if you're a girl and you want to be a boy, we'll bind you. I'll call you by whatever name was meant. Look, I will, I will back you a thousand percent. But until you are 18 and can figure out, like, legal, like, like, actually know what the fuck, like, is your body done growing yet? All the rest of that shit. Because you might hit 16 and be like, no, dude, I'm not that. I'm just gay. Or look, I don't want to do it at all. Or you're going gung ho and that's fine. 18, 19, chop off whatever you want, man. Get all the hormones. Like, just do all that. But can we stop? Like fucking forcing kids that like they don't even know. You can't ask a kid, dude. If I ask fucking like if you ask a kid like what'd you do yesterday, nine percent of what he's gonna say is gonna be like exaggerated because he's a child. Every every Friday I pick up Eli from the school and we get well either walking home or we're in the truck and I'm like, How was your day today? Good. So what did you do today? Uh not much. Well, did you learn anything interesting? Um, I don't know. I get nothing out of the kid. So look, before people start to clip shit, listen, I'm saying I will, if you want to paint yourself green, I will call you a fucking alien. I don't care, but leave kids alone. Leave them the fuck alone. And most certainly do not have a child accepting dollar bills at a fucking drag show and call that empowerment because it's not. That's pedophilia. That's fucking pedophilia, dude. That's not entertainment. It's not. And... Just the shit on the other side, too. What makes me even more sick than that is the toddlers and tiaras thing. What the fuck is wrong with those families? Dude, they are getting the uh, eyebrows waxed. They're getting this waxed. They're putting on makeup. They're putting in hair expansion. That is even worse. And that's been going on for way too fucking long. So, well, that's been going on forever yet. And it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. It sh- There's nothing right but any of that, because then you find out the CD underworld of it. Well, this kid got a fucking chin implant. And these girls, dude, one report was a mom got the kid's t- baby teeth pulled early so the adult teeth can grow in. Leave kids alone. Leave them the fuck alone. How is, no, hang Leave on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to stop you here. How is that not child abuse? Dude, we, we're in a fucked up, like, I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, I just don't want secrets kept from me at fucking school. Like you're not like it's not in loco parentis anymore. Like you're not stepping in for a fucking parent. You're a teacher. And that puts shitty job on the teachers because what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to teach, motherfucker. You teach. Like, yes, I'm a teacher. I'm a therapist. I'm this. I'm that. Yes, those are all hats that I have no problem wearing. But when it's like, hey, um, law said you're not allowed to tell parents this shit. I'm out then. I'm out. I'll go fucking sell hot dogs on a fucking street corner. Like, I'm not going to do that, man. Like parents need to know because what if the kid is really going through a depressed streak and the parent doesn't know because the kid has this like idea that the the parent's not going to accept them or whatever it is. What if the parent would? And I saw that fucking I saw that video, too. Um, It was a lady. She was confused. Because um, her daughter wanted to. Uh, her daughter's a trans boy, right? The kid went to school and complained and said the mom didn't accept his identity. That's not what happened. The mom was just like, no, I just said I don't want him pumped, her pumped up full of medication. I would call her name and everything. 
the court stepped in, dropped her visitation down to one day. Okay? One fucking day. Then the kid was put in the system, then became homeless, and then kissed the front of a fucking moving train. So when everyone's like, oh, there's a, um, an unbelievable amount of, 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 of homeless trans students, yeah, that's terrible. But that's because these motherfuckers are yanking them from their houses, putting them into a fucking uh, uh, home, and then no one's getting them. And the mom was like, I didn't say any of that. I said I would support her in what uh, – um, I'm sorry, was it her, him? I would support him in whatever he wants. I just didn't want him pumped up full of fucking medication at 11 years old. Stop, man. Come on, man. Come on. Like We got to do better, dude. Like, uh, for real. Yeah, look, man, I'm, I'm just – my blood's boiling. And I know we've got some cool shit coming in from our listeners. This is actually, a, we've been asking for questions and stories and all of that for ages now. And we've finally got them happening. So let's, let's move on, man. Let's, let's hear all this happy, cool, fun shit that we got coming from our listeners. I'm going to hit you up one of the best ones. So my friend Shannon, who I love dearly, I called her my sister forever. She was a LARP friend. I've known her fucking since she was knee high to a grasshopper, dude. You'll never find a nicer person. She's the fucking best. Um, she sent in a bunch of stuff for dad. She just lost her dad not too long ago to cancer, right? Um, she's got the best memory, dude. I remember like her putting shit up with him. Like she was, I know like people always say, oh, like my dad was my world. My mom was my world. Dude, this was like the best fucking relationship, dude. They rocked the head. They were so fucking close. She sent me, um, a mini story about how they met, right? Her dad was a trucker. Her mom was a waitress. And they met at like a truck stop diner. Like how fucking cool and like quaint is that? You know what I'm saying? So she said her parents met at a truck stop. My dad being a trucker, my mom being a waitress. Dad left her a note on a napkin basically saying he liked her butt. And she was smitten, I guess. How cute is that? Long story short, three months into the relationship, they got pregnant with me. I was born three days after their first year anniversary. They never got married and were together for fucking 30 years, man. That's like, fucking, that's fucking beautiful. Cool. That's fucking, dude, but like, that's like something you see in a movie. Yeah. Like a trucker comes in, you know, he's all gruff. He sits down, he sees a waitress. They instantly connect. You will never find that shit, man. That shit is beautiful. That dude. is a movie moment for oh, sure. Dope. Um, yeah. And then um, a couple years ago, um, he was diagnosed with cancer and just, you know, just fucking wasted away, man. And it's just like, but she said that the shit that he imparted in her will now live with her forever. Like a fucking legacy. Like, that's dope. Like, you want to talk about a cool parent thing? I think Anthony Desiato said this in one of the Superman comics. He's talking about, like, your legacy is not what you do. Your legacy is what you leave for your children, right? And this guy and Shannon's dad left, like, such a fucking cool legacy for her, man. Like, think about that, man. Never got married. Stayed together for fucking 30 years. 30 fucking years? Most people can't even fucking not fight for 30 days. And I'm sure they had some fights and shit like that. But to be with the same person for 30 years and stay like in love, right? Like rocking out like every day. Like I said it last time. I hate when it's like I married my fucking husband and my best friend. In this situation, they genuinely were. Hey, you're not fucking great, man. Shannon, if you're listening, please reach out to Josh or I. We got to get you on the on the show, babe. We got yeah, to talk yeah, dude, with you and, and just... We got to hear more about this. This is awesome. So she sent in like four fucking stories, but I thought the same thing you did. I was like, how great would it be to just get her fucking on, man? And just like 
Me and you sit like kids on like a mat and just hear her talk about how fucking dope her dad was. Absolutely, man. I'll be crisscross applesauce. Yeah, because unfortunately, what we mainly talk about, except for some like bright interludes, is like all the shit that's going on. The shit dads, the ones that like the Owen Wilson shit like that, dude. But you got motherfuckers out there like this that are like changing their little world. And you you stay, you stay your kid's hero for the rest of your fucking life, man. Like, I can't say that. I know you can't say that. Like, our dads aren't our fucking heroes and shit like that. Like, imagine that that's just awesome. So when she sent that in, she sent in like three or four stories. I'm like, I'm gonna do this one because that is someone you have on the show when you talk about like just her experience growing up. Like, that would be so fucking cool, man. Um, especially for a dad just as awesome um and put together. Um, all right. So I have some questions and yes, I'm going to tag all the people who sent stuff in shit like that and just kind of fucking bang them all out. So what did you have as a child that kids don't have today that you think makes a difference? I said fucking dignity and respect. <laughs> I said dignity and respect. Um, all right. So the first question was, what did you have as a kid that kids don't have today that you think like they need? And it was like pivotal. I thought that was a really good fucking question to start off with, man. Discipline, man. Discipline. Discipline. Okay. Now. I mean, I'm I'm not advocating for beating your child or anything. I don't believe in spanking or anything like that. That being said, I got what, right? I, I but but I knew discipline. I knew what it was. I, you know, people say that there's the phrase, you know, they had the fear of God put into them. I had that fear, right? And I think there's a big difference between fear and discipline. But there's a lot of kids out there that are running around and they've got no fucking discipline. They're not thinking about how their words can affect people, how their actions can affect people, like how, you know, it's all, to me, at the moment, it seems like it's all entitlement. Like, you can't stop me from doing this because I'm allowed to. But then anytime anybody speaks up to them, then it's like some kind of egregious oppression. Like, whatever happened to sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? Because, because I said this before, 16, 17-year-old to 23, 24-year-olds are in the generate fuck ZX, whatever the fuck. Those kids are in the 15th place gets a trophy generation. So they never had to ask for anything because they got it no matter what they did. There was no healthy competition. There was no competition at all. They just stopped counting fucking runs in like not little league baseball, but minor league, like the one under that. No, they're just out there having fun. After a certain amount of hits, they just switch sides. But then that takes away not a killer instinct, but it takes away the like it takes away the competitive drive yeah. that makes you want to be better than who you are right now. It's all about fucking discipline, self-improvement, being better than you were yesterday. Yeah, and the losses I took taught me way more than the wins that I won. Because I got those wins by losing and learning. It's like you told Eli. Eli's out there just fucking kind of huffing around a track or whatever. And he's like, why is these kids beating me? They're like, because you don't want it enough. Like, there's nothing wrong with grind and drive, man. But I say that, and then people now put up posts saying drive, uh, uh, grinding all the time isn't a flex. Because now everyone wants to live in neutral and they want shit handed to them. Mm -hmm. And that's not even a generational thing. Like, why don't, aren't people passionate about shit anymore? 
well, I, I no, have, like no one wants to win. No one, like you know. I've got, I've got this perfect one with Eli that happened. Was that last week? It was last week. He was doing his four hundred meters, a uh, four hundred meter race at athletics. Now I say to him, like for those long races, you need to pace yourself. But when you get to that last hundred meters, so what's that? The forty yards, forty yard yeah, dash. So, yeah. yeah. So when you get to the last forty yards, the the hundred meter like fucking open it up, empty the gas tank, put everything you've got into it, right? Straight through, yeah. And this kid, I'm on the on that last hundred meter straight, and I'm screaming at him, push, 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 dig deep, dig deep. Yeah. And he looks at me, he goes, I already am, and then just stopped and started crying. Oh shit. Yeah. And so Wow, so you can't even cheer anymore. Because they take that the wrong way. Yeah, and so he got over the line in the end. He still got a new personal best, so good on him. But I got back down to the finish line, and I hugged him. I'm like, buddy, I was not telling you that you weren't pushing hard enough. That was me cheering you to try and get you to dig as deep as you possibly could to get your best time. And when you told me I'm already doing my hardest, that's all I asked for, man. That's all I yeah, asked for. I just wanted I'm not, to remind you. Yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm not out there yelling at you that, hey, you're not doing good enough. I'm out there trying to, like, trying to just push you that little bit further. I said, now I'll tell you now, yes, you got a PB and I'm proud of you. Congratulations on the new personal best. But imagine but if you didn't stop. If yeah. you didn't stop 20 meters from the finish line to have a quick cry, you probably would have knocked another five seconds off your time. All right, so when I'm there, please understand, it's not me telling you that you're not working hard enough, but it's me trying to pull the best out of you. And if what you're giving me is the best, that's all I ask for. Yeah, I actually go through that with him. Like, even the ways I have to explain things to him now, we're like, I'm like, oh, you know, like you didn't do this. What about this? And he's like, but I did my best. I'm like, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm saying I'm proud of you for what you did. I'm just saying if you got an 88 on a test, let's figure out where those other 12 points were. But it seems like now people get, like kids especially, right, get offended when, you know, you don't, when you cheer them on almost. It's like they think that's a negative. Like, no, man, I'm doing it to keep your hype up. But it's real easy for someone to just fucking collapse down and shit like that. So, I, yeah, man, I think, um, I don't think kids have motivation now. And I think that, but again, that's not even the kid's fault. That's your how, man. Again, last last week, yesterday, uh, we had a 700-meter race for our under-eight boys. And one of my one of my boys, he's he's a twin. Uh, so him and him and his brother are identical twins. But his young uh, – I want to say younger brother, but I'm not sure if he is the younger brother. But his brother has acute cerebral palsy, okay? But this kid, he's a performer. And he's having other kids beat him. He's gotten used to winning, right? And he's like, I don't want to race in this heat because it's this, 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 and this person. And I said, yeah, wow. but you're on par with those kids. I'm putting you in that heat because you need the challenge. Now, this 700 meters, they were on the last 100 meters. And this other kid, one of the top performers in my group, 
had paced himself the whole way around. He got to 150 meters out and he opened it up and then fucking and ripped it. Yeah. Ripped open, ripped past the this this kid that was you know part of the twins, and he he was like, oh, I've been passed. There's no point me trying anymore. And I looked and just at stops. him. He started slowing down. I'm like, don't you give up on me now, boy. Don't you give up on me now. You keep moving. Come on. Push those legs. You've only got 70 meters to go. Let's go. And he fired back up and he kept going. Now, if he hadn't have gone, oh, fuck, I've just been overtaken, he would have still taken second. But again, he would have shaved 10 seconds off his time. You know, but he was ready to walk that last 70 meters. But I was there. Don't you dare give up on me, boy. Keep moving. Yeah, man, that's important, dude. Like, giving a kid motivation is important. You just have to explain to them, because the first time they might take it harshly because you're yelling or whatever it is. But like, no, man, like, that is how I get hyped. I get hyped because you're doing so well. So if I'm yelling, it's not a, it, it's not a discipline thing. I'm just yelling. Dude, I've, I've already been given the nickname of the drill sergeant at Athletics, man. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm just loud. Like. When you've got 25 seven-year-olds that you've got to get everybody to listen to you, you've got to be loud. You've got oh, to God, punch it out there. you got to, all right, underage boys, this is where we're at. Da, 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 da. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's the big thing, I think, man, is discipline. Being able to push through, become resilient. What's the next one you got on the list, man? So there's another question, but I want to go real quick to what – um, something I got from my friend Rob. So I've known my friend Rob since he was a LARPer too. Now he serves in the military. He's still active. Rob's one of my fucking favorite people in the world. Cause Rob will tell you exactly what the fucking deal is. And he will do so kindly, but he will also call you on your shit. From what you've just told me about Rob, it sounds like he's one of our people, man, because it's, it's, and I think this is what friendship is about is that, yeah, man, you love each other. You 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 lift each other up. But when you're fucking about, you got to have somebody there to call you out and make you have accountability. Yeah. So he's been in the army, I think, since 2000. Um, he was one of the team leaders of the 101st Airborne Division, right? So he's an aerosoft guy. Fuck yeah, much respect. And he's such a fucking good dude. He said, fucking, but he's also he's also one of the fucking funniest dudes I know. He said. The thing that bothered him the most was he had to have the talk with a 16-year-old, right? So he has the sex talk with a 16-year-old, and he goes to wrap up the conversation. He had to make the situation lighthearted by telling him he had a new song for him to listen to. That, And it was it was fucking The Lonely Islands, I Just Had Sex. And he, he played that after the conversation. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's fu- – dude. And if you know him, like, of course he would do it. Like, that's just something. Dude, he told me that. And I almost choked on my fucking food. I was like, but that's awesome, right? Because, of course, you're going to freak your kid out, right? As soon as you start having that conversation. So what do you got to do What after? Hit him with something lighthearted. Or when he found out that his son had a subscription to OnlyFans. He said, I, I, I was actually mad. Why pay for someone's stupid content when you can watch shit on YouPorn for free? <laughs> it's like teaching a lesson, man, about economics. <laughs> Hey, even so, man, like back in the day when we were kids, yeah, sure, you could buy a penthouse or a Playboy or a yeah. Hustler or something Or you can like find that. it in a gutter like I did or on a railroad track. Dude, I just, <laughs> I waited till I was at work experience. I don't know if they'd still do work, work experience these days, 
I was 16, working at an airport, funnily enough, working like learning about aircraft, like, that's what I was interested in, aircraft mechanics. And you went in the toilet, and there's a stack of, what, what do they call them? Stick oh, yeah. books. Stick books. You know, and it's all Hustler, Playboy, Picture Magazine, all of that. Yeah, the Man, dirty shit. Yeah. I was taking them, rolling them up, sticking them in my fucking school bag, taking them home. I didn't pay for shit back then. I was fucking flogging it. And now, look, I mean, I'd be having a different conversation with Eli when it comes to porn. Uh, but I, I look, I'm I'm on board with with him here because yeah, why are you paying for amateur porn when you can be on Pornhub or RedTube or YouPorn or X videos or X hamster or whatever it may be and getting it for free? And I got news for you. If you put in the girl's name and put it into a search engine with the word porn next to it, all her fucking paid shit will come up. You don't have to pay for anything. What are people paying shit for anyway? Like, I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I thought that was really funny the way he said it. And then my friend Diane, she's married to my friend Jeff. They're coming to my wedding. Fucking Diane's been like my third mom, like my fourth mom. Again, I met her through LARP and then we did some other shit. Big comic book fan knows her shit. She said things not to do. Number one is demean your child. or Punish your child for doing what you demanded. That's a fucking good one, man. Like, if there's something you fucking demand and they say no because you did not give them an explanation, you can't punish them for that shit. And we've talked about that before, where it's like, I want you to do this. Why? Don't worry about it because I said so. Because I said so is the dumbest fucking parent trope ever. Like, there should not, there should never be a because I said so. It should be like, hey, man, look, I want you to do this because if you do this, then we can do this. There should always be an explanation. This way, if the kid says no, you now go, yeah, but I explained to you like why we're doing it ever. So Norman, I explains to him, I don't get a no. Like I did, like he just, just doesn't do that. Like he's not like, no. And if he does, it's a joke. And sometimes he says it in a way that's not even joking. And I don't even like it then. But if I explain shit to him, he does it. And he's like, dad, why are we doing this? And I don't go, because I said so. I'm like, oh, we're doing this because of this. Because if we don't do this, then we're not going to be able to do this. And he goes, oh, okay. You, you get a lot better feedback from a child when you explain to them or else they think that they're going to be afraid to ask you things. And if you do that, usually it doesn't go away. Yeah, absolutely. It'll man. just fester. And look, I got, I got, like you, I got brought up with, I told you so. And it's just because it's expected. You were told to do something. But let's yeah. face it, whether you're a child or whether you're a grown ass man or woman, whoever you may be, nobody likes to be told what to do for if you turn no around reason. and go hey can you please go take care of this you're gonna have a much better reaction than go do this now why because i told you so you know if you're going hey can you go get this done because we need to do this 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 and this today but this has to be done before we can do all of that well then like you say it gives them a, a reason for doing it they're not just stomping up the stairs and mumbling under their breath about how much of a cunt you are. Yeah. Or like if you're like, oh, or like if your kids are like, oh, I got to go. Why? Because my dad said so. Like, no, man. It's like I told you because it was dinner time and you can go out right afterwards. But if you start doing that early, you don't get pushback like that. Mm -hmm. Like he did the one time at the pool and and it was bad. But then I explained to him that it's embarrassing and stuff like that. Like can't do stuff like that. Today we went to a playground. Kid loves playground. And I love that because he likes to be outdoors. 
I said, buddy, we're going to do like 45 minutes. Right. Um, and he's like, all right, you got one more slide down. He's like, all right, cool. Can I film the slide? He comes down off the slide. I said, you ready? He goes, yeah, that's it. Meanwhile, I'll go to places and kids are like screaming, grabbing onto the gate, his age. Yeah. Maybe a little older and younger, not young, young. No, we're, we're talking like seven to 11. Yeah. Dude, hanging on to, I watched a kid get pulled off a gate. And then while the dad is carrying the kid, the, the kid is like punching him on like the back of his head and his back. I'm like, that's not just a moment there. Like this has been going on. Like, what are you not doing properly? Cause you're not going to get that out of a kid. Who's not a little mentally off. If you've given him the thing, or if that's the case, take him to somewhere smaller, right? Like if you know, if you fucking know when you get in the car, oh, in about a half hour, I'm going to have to deal with something fucking nuts. You got to ease him into those situations then. Like, hey, we're going to go here for, you know, a minute. We're going to see how you do. Like you grow it and you kind of make it a competition because there might be something wrong there other than the kid just doesn't want you to do what they don't want to do. Because usually it's not just that. Well, look, another thing that I've always done as well with with Eli is that I've always given a five-minute warning. And so it's it's not a case of, all right, we're leaving now. Let's go. No, no, you never do that. Okay, you've got a five-minute warning. So we are leaving in five minutes and it gives him a chance to prepare himself that I have five minutes left and then we need to go. And I'll quite often even count it down. Hey, buddy, you're at two and a half minutes. We're leaving in two and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. Hey, we've got one minute left. Like, wrap it up. We're going to go. And I very rarely with Eli have those tantrums. Yeah. He used to. A couple of years ago, then I sat down and talked with him once, never had the problem. It was just like the pool thing. It was like, because kid's a water bug, man. He loves being in the water. Um, this one I thought was really good. It was name a relative that is no longer with you that your kid never met that you'd love if they were still around to meet your kid. That's a fucking really good one, man. Like, there's relatives like that I was growing up that he never got a chance to meet. And I'm just like, oh my God, I wish you could have met so-and-so. Like they would have loved you, man. So who who from your life, I mean, I get done, that'd be family, could be friends too. Like someone that left a little bit early or maybe moved or someone who died or whatever. Like who's the person that you wish was still around because you know that they would have crushed hanging out with your kid? Oh, dude, this. Give me a minute. All right, that's right. No, I've got, I've right. got so the answer. Thinking... I've got, oh, got the answer. But... Oh, okay. So it would be my godmother. Okay. Annie Polly. Um, she what a great was, name. She was amazing. But we all called her Annie Polly. She was my mum's best friend. They were like Thelma and Louise, dude. For, I swear oh, to God. Awesome. Like when, when they were back in 97, 98, we were moving back to Australia. And she was going to come with us. And it turns out, I found out recently, my mum and Aunty Polly were going to take all of our ki- all of us kids. So it was going to be the two women plus eight kids. They were going to fuck off to Brisbane and they were going to just leave both their husbands. And they, they had this. No shit. Yeah. But wow. The sad thing is, is that, and I still believe to this day that her husband murdered her. Oh, my God. He caught wind that she was going to leave New Zealand to move to Australia. And it was actually, I think it was 
she was uh, she was all of about 26 or 27 and she was found drowned in the river on around her oh birthday. so he caught wind that she was leaving and he didn't have that shit he didn't have that shit and i honestly don't don't believe any of her kids have any idea of what the truth is you know but she was one of these women right well like in my house i wasn't allowed to swear and she was working on the farm she was a dairy farmer and she was she would do artificial insemination and all this sort of thing she believed in unconditional love She'd knock off work. She'd have cow shit on the sleeves of her T-shirt. See my mum and go, hey, Maggie, give me a hug, baby. Now, my mum's going, not with shit on your sleeves. You're not hugging me. Um, but I was I was there out on the farm one day. I was like, hey, Auntie Polly, um, I just stepped in some cow poo. And she's like, no, that's shit. I'm like, no, it's cow poo. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say shit. She goes, honey, listen to me, baby. That is cow shit. Cows don't poo. They shit. Right? So, like, she was just one of those people in Eccentric. my life. Eccentric. Yeah, she fucking... She was just amazing, man. Like, she didn't care. My, my <laughs> It's funny. My mum was really wound up. A bit like me. A bit ADHD, a bit OCD, whatever you want to call it. Like, had to have matched socks and all this shit. She put odd socks on her kids. She didn't care. She was like, whatever, like who cares? Um, and she was just one of the most. And she was young, man. She was, you, you, you said what, 27? She died. Yeah. Three. I think it was Holy like two shit. or three days before. Her, her, in fact, I think she was 26 and it was like three days before her 27th birthday. But I'll tell you, man, if Eli could meet her. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like they would have got on fucking famously. She was, man. she was just a beautiful woman and I miss her every day. I can only imagine how my mum feels because that was her best friend. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that was her fucking ride or die, man. It's yeah. got to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, shit like we, that doesn't we, go dude, away. Dude, we oh, moved shit. over to Australia. My my dad was trying to do shit, business as usual. This is where we're going. This is how it's happening. Da, 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 da. My mum had a full mental breakdown because she wasn't given the time to fucking grieve. Dad's just trying to fucking move on and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. Long story short, that would be the one person, man. What about you? Who who would who would it be for you? I mean, it could be a couple. I think the person who I want him to meet is my mom's dad as he got older. So we call him Papa. Was an Italian dude. He was a dude that my mom would have him watch us on the weekends, and he had this fucking Cadillac. Of course, he got a fucking Cadillac, an Italian guy, and we go downstairs in the basement, and we get shoe boxes. The whole basement was full of fucking shoe boxes. We never went in the fucking shoe boxes because he told us not to go in the fucking shoe boxes. We'd get in the car. We'd go down to downtown Newark. He would disappear in the back with shoe boxes and like two or three Italian cats. And he would come out with no shoe boxes. He's like, all right, we're out of here. And like, we're sitting in like in, in the middle of a bar. I'm like five. My brother's like fucking seven. Um, he was a little rough around the edges, man. Like he'd make you eat a lot more than you fucking should. Italian guy and shit. Um, but when he was sweet, he was the sweetest dude in the world. And let me tell you, he would have loved that kid, even though he favored me because I looked Italian. He'd always call my brother the little Polak because he looked more Polish to me, blonde hair, blue eyes and shit like that. But he would have fucking loved this kid, man. And my papa was great. Like he'd sit outside and like a, um, he had a dog named Heidi, big German shepherd, fat German shepherd, because he would feed him all pasta. Like the dog didn't eat dog food, fuck pasta. And he would sit in the backyard with a little thing of vino, 
like watch the fucking sunset and sometimes just go out there and sit on a fucking bench next to him. We don't have to say anything. We don't have to say shit. You just sit there and take it in. You kind of appreciated like the slow stuff. Like that's what he did every day, man. He like homebrewed his own wine and shit. Like it only came in like the big nondescript, like like three gallon fucking bottles, man. And I was like, I don't know, 10. It was Christmas. And he's like, have some wine. My mom's like, don't do it. He's like, no, he's going to have wine. Because, you know, Italians, they start drinking early. Yeah, and he was, Hunter wasn't, he he came around just before my grandfather died. He succumbed to a whole bunch of shit. He had diabetes real bad, but he kept eating shit that he wasn't supposed to. So he had to go to the hospital like four or five times to get like toes removed and shit like that. I'll tell you, man, from, from what you're telling me, it sounds like he was mopped up or something along those lines. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. It, it seems that way. He was running numbers or he was doing something. So my mom says that he never was himself. However, there was a guy who was on house arrest who was a connected dude who was staying at my grandfather's house. Also, uh, at my fucking grandfather's wake, there was a lot of old dudes in members-only jackets. They came in, they did a quick fucking dead, dead shook hands, and they fucking ran out. Like, it was like a who's who of, like, I don't know who the fuck these people are, man, but they don't look right. He, he, so what you're saying, he, he probably wasn't a made man himself, but he was run, probably running in those circles to some extent. Yeah, because, again, I don't know what was in the shoe boxes, but I guarantee it wasn't fucking shoes. I mean, it could have been because he was, um, he worked as, a, like, a longshoreman, like, he was like the freight guy when like stuff would come in and he worked for like a shipping company. So it probably was shoes and he was just selling them on the fucking cheap, like Italian, like leather and shit like that, probably selling them for cheap. But he was one of them dudes that like, if he yelled, you would fucking shit your pants because you're just a big, he was a big, a big dude. But when he loved, he loved hard, man. Like he would have loved Hunter, dude. He would have sat down right and he's like sitting next to me and he had this like this, this like <laughs> laugh and shit like that. We would just sit and watch. And every Thanksgiving, he watched the fucking Deer Hunter. Like, that was his movie. He watched it every fucking Thanksgiving. And he had a VCR, and he had, like, a recliner that I wish my mom kept, but she got rid of it. And he put, like, the blanket over his legs. He had his dog. He had his fucking wine, and he had his fucking Deer Hunter, man. It was great, man. It was just, like, living, you know? And um, he was a fucking a louse, too. Like, he cheated on my aunt and then got her back by serenading her from outside her window of her apartment. Like with straight singing in the string and opera. See, that's old. That's old school romanticism right there. Fuck yeah, dude. And then, so it's weird. I want him. I wish Hunter could have met my dad in in like a five year span. Like not when he was drinking, not right afterwards, not now. But there was a moment there where my old man was actually pretty fucking dope. Like that would be the version that I want. He was fun, man took his places and shit like that. Like but when he was in recovery, like we'd go and just play basketball on the fucking weekends. Cause he had like a meeting and shit like that. But there was a moment that it, it would have been really cool. Like he would have been dope for Hunter to fucking hang out with and shit like that. Cause he is like a fount of knowledge. Like my brother's friends and some of them cats were bad dudes. They called my father the, the, the hood Buddha or something like that. Cause he lived in like he had a Zen garden in like the middle of fucking Harrison. And he would always come up with these nuggets of information because my dad was well read. I don't think he finished high school, but he knew his philosophy. He knew his his religion. Like he knew shit like that. Like he could have passed the knowledge, a lot of knowledge on to him, but he never stayed consistent enough to be that person. So I don't want him to meet him now or read and meet him now. I don't want the original version, but there was a moment in there that it would have been really fucking nice, man. But you know, 
I guess shit just went fucking different ways. Yeah, but that was a rough one for me because I was like, fuck, man. There's a bunch of people and shit that I thought would be really cool. Because then I did think about my dad and I had that moment. I was going to pick up the phone. I know because we talked about it because you found out that your old man was telling people he had emphysema. And I'm like, fuck, I got to call him. He's like, dude, are you all right? Are you all right? And he, he's like, no, nah, I'm fine. And he's like, motherfucker, I got scammed again. And that's kind of the same way where, like I told you, I saw a picture of him. He don't look good. I was like, ah, maybe I should fucking reach out to him. And I don't even think it's a pride thing at this point. I just think like I don't know him anymore. But there's still a part of me that's like, would you invite? Like he wouldn't come anyway. I gotta fucking fly all the way out. Of if my brother was getting married, he would come out. He absolutely would come out if my brother was getting married. Yeah. Look, look, man. I I, I was I was saying to my wife Christine the other day that you know I'm I'm basically at a point where I don't even know if I'd go to my old man's funeral. I honestly don't know if I would. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this point, if I felt like I, it would devastate me, I think after a couple of days, initially, I would just be like, all right, I'm not taking a day off work. So, I mean, you know, I'm not really like to do. That's it, man. And and I don't understand it. Now, if I become a dad, I'm like, how the fuck can you not care? How do you not give a shit about anybody else but yourself? Yeah. Before you became a dad, what were the things you were most excited about for being a dad? So like before fatherhood was even on your fucking radar, like what did you look forward to to be like, oh man, I can't wait till I have a kid because I'm going to do this. Like what was it for you? I've always dreamed of just, and I think it, it's going to happen in about 10, 15 years when Eli's older, to have those times to be able to sit on the back patio or the front porch or whatever your spot might be just to sit there and I think really it's that first be with dad. Like, let me let me impart some wisdom to you now and let me show you or tell you how I understand the world and take it or leave it, whatever you want to do, babe. Like, it's it's your choice, but this is how I see it and this is what I want to teach you about. I've I've just always dreamed of that moment, just sitting outside. Well, I guess that moment with your papa, you know, sitting outside, watching the sunset, having that chat, like imparting some real world fatherly advice that I've always dreamed about. And so, like I say, I think I'm still 10 years off away from that. I think one of the things I thought about was way in the future is before we got here. Like I'm older he's got a kid on the way and you can just kind of fucking sit out there and be like, so what are you scared of, dude? Right? Like, what do you think is going to happen and shit? Like you freaking out, right? Where you could talk to him like a dad, but also like get excited about like their fear, like not excited or fear in a bad way, but like, I know man, it's fucking crazy. Like we put you down. Like, I think it's that, right? Like when you were little, we put you down and me and your mom looked at each other. And we're like, we don't fucking know. We're going to figure it out while we go along. And then there's like the other stuff. Like when, when, when we went to Comic-Con, one of the things happened like he got he got real real tired because you don't fucking walk around for like 12 hours you're real tired we're at pf chang's and i kind of pulled him up and he's like he's like laying on me and he fucking fell asleep and that was it and i was crying like i didn't know maxi took fucking pictures and shit like that but I was like, this is awesome and like i almost didn't have any of this right so it's like stuff like that and like of course there's like dad I think I'm in love. And you're like, holy shit. Sit that. Mm -hmm. Like, so absolutely. I don't think it's one thing, but I think that we've all thought about all of those things. Right. Where it's just like, we're like, yeah, like that's the shit that I can't wait for, but I want to wait for it. Cause I don't want to rush it 
to get there or like a college acceptance letter or like that. I'm going to go to art school or whatever. Like, yes, milestones are important, but just him falling asleep on me like that one time. I'm like, this is worth everything, man. Like, this is it. Like, this is, you know, the whole the whole shit. Look, for me, the other thing that I think about quite often and it gets me fucking emotional is thinking about Eli getting married. Oh, that's, of course. That's the moment for me to go, all right, you know what? You're married now. Now is the time for you to go start your own family and do your thing. You've met the love of your life. Like you're 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 about to find out what being a man is about. And because I don't think I don't, you know, like they say oh, every man should have a rite of passage. And I agree with that. But I don't think any man really becomes a man until he has that moment of true love. And he's like, this is the woman that I want to give everything of myself to. And so, yeah, man, I think about my speech that I'm going to give at his wedding. I think about, I don't know, man, just that's, that's the other moment for me really is like, that's, that's the day that I no longer need to look after this little baby boy. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, and I I think about it all the time, man. I cry every fucking time, like and and like you say, like I want I want that moment to come because I'm gonna I know I'll be proud as punch, but at the same time I don't want to wish his life away either. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about that. I was driving with Sarah. It was just something we were talking about. I was thinking about it and I'm bringing it up to her. Where like if he like goes away to school, and like you look around, you got that empty nest and shit. You're like, what the fuck, man. Like and then every day, like. And then I realized it, right? When I would go away somewhere, my mom would be like, check in with me. And I'm like, mom, it's fine. Like, it's like, it's fine. It's no big deal. But I don't realize that I became apparent that it's a big deal for us, right? Like for her, it was a big deal because I wasn't around anymore. Or like, you know, if I moved out, you know, call me every once in a while. Like that shit means so much to parents that when I actually put myself, because I'm mature now. When I put myself in a situation, like, I don't hear from him for, like, three days and he's at school. And I'm like, I don't know, I guess I'll just fucking sit around the house and shit like that. It, it It's weird. Like, it's always like the, well, you'll understand when you get older. I don't think that applies greater to parent situations. Like, I really do, man. Like, you'll understand taxes when you get older. Yeah, that's one thing. But I think when it's like, when you're a parent, you will understand why your parents acted the fucking way they did. Especially for stuff like that. Like, oh, call to check in. And we're like, why? We'll be fine. Yeah, but your parents don't know that. Like, they want to make sure that you're okay. And now he goes to run around on a playground. I'm looking for where he is. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, man. Like, when you're young, you don't worry about shit like that. Because your brain is just fucking all over the place. Yeah, dude. Even even if Eli is two steps behind me at the shops, I do this thing and I'll get high enough so you can see. i got my hand behind me and I'm I'm grabbing. I'm like, you know, hold my hand. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and he's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "I can't see you, man." So I need to know that you're right there behind me. Yeah, but you're totally right as well. I think I've taken it to the next level, and I annoy the fuck out of my mum by checking in. Yeah, because she's apart from my grandmother, her mother, those two women are the most important women in my life. So I check in with them all the time. And I was talking to my mum. I think it was just last Wednesday. I said, look, mum, I'll wrap it up. I'll leave you to your day. Sorry for chewing your ear off. She goes, oh, no worries. I'll hear from you on Friday. And I said, what do you mean you'll hear from me on Friday? She goes, you always call Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm like, shit. 
didn't realize that I, I called you three days a week. She goes, yeah, it's fucking annoying sometimes, son. Don't <laughs> leave me the That's fuck awesome. alone. All right, man. Well, look, we're running out of time. Have we got one more to wrap up? Yeah. Let me see. What's a lesson you learned the hard way about parenting? Fuck, son of a bitch. What's... That's a fucking good one, right? It is. It's a, it's a fucking... You know what? I think, again, I'm, I'm going to repeat my answer from earlier, and it's discipline. Because I know I'm pulling this kid up on some... Perfect example is I found last week a toothpick that had been charred on one end. Oh, shit. So he's lighting stuff on fire. I put it aside because I knew it was there, and I, I had to bring it up with, with Christine. And I, I found it today right in the shopping list. I'm like, by the way, I meant to bring this up a week ago. Um, Do you know anything about this toothpick, Christine? And she goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. What what am I looking at? It's a toothpick. I said, yeah, but it's burnt on one end. Oh, shit. And she goes, well, I don't know about it. And so Eli's right there next to her, and I look at him, and I said, do you know about it? And he, he bit his lip, he dropped his eyes, and, like, I could see the cogs were turning, like, do I tell dad the truth that I was playing with fire or do I lie? Oh, yeah. Yep. And I was like, and you always know it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, tell me the truth, man. Just tell me the truth. He goes, yeah, it was me. And he broke down in tears. And I'm like, st like, we don't need to cry right now. You're not in trouble. I'm not yelling at you. Mum's not yelling at you. There's no, immediate danger here let's have the conversation but yeah for me the hardest thing is discipline like because i i have to teach this kid that hey we can't be playing with fire fire is a tool it's not a toy it can get out of control very very quickly and when that happens people panic and freeze and they end up dying i said so you know we've got to talk about this but at the same time, inside, my heart is breaking because this little boy knows he's done something wrong and he's scared of getting in trouble. You know, I don't want to, again, it's it's not like the fear that I had when I was a kid where it was like, if I do something wrong, I'm not going to sit down for the next fucking week. I think it's a different fear now, but it's like, come on, man. Well, we're going to talk about this. So, yeah, for me, I think discipline's the hardest thing. And I think that's why I've become the soft touch in, in the family. Yeah. Christine lays down the law and I back it up. Yeah. I don't think I had one yet. Like something I learned the hard way, like probably going to fucking happen. But so far, I'm not saying I'm flawless, but I haven't had something where I'm like, fuck, I should have did that differently. Honestly, the only thing is me, right? Like wasting all that time. Actually, it would be... No, because then that's a personal thing. Like, I wish I didn't ruin everything from drinking, right? Or spend so much time drinking and not and not paying attention to him. But that's not a father thing. Like, it's a person thing that affected fatherhood. But I don't think I had that one thing where I learned it the hard way. Um, wow, this is this is unusual. Usually, you've got something to put out there, man. Yeah. Well, look. I didn't read a lot of these, but like I copied and pasted them and dumped them in because I'm like, fuck, I should really attach people's names. To <laughs> I should really attach people's names to them. Hey, whoever sent that one in, I applaud you for finally being a shut judge up. <laughs> he has nothing to say. It doesn't happen often. That's right. 
But but when it does happen, I will let everybody know. Or I'll think about it before next Saturday. Well, with that, I think we're just about at the end of our time. So, guys, make sure, if you want to, send in more shit for us to talk about because we can go for Dude, hours. I still have more, and we still have all those fucking stories, and I know that Jai's going to send in some stuff too. So we got plenty of shit. Um, it should definitely be a segment, that's for sure. I want to get Jai on the show. And we want to get Shannon on the show. Dude, but you think I'm foul? You get Jai on the show, and she's going to make me look like an after-school special. She's dope, dude. But she's she's OG, like original Nordic status. She's a fucking good chick. But yeah. she don't give a fuck. Like, that's going to have not an explicit tag. It's going to have, like, trigger warning next to it. It's just going to say yes. But honestly, I wouldn't have her any other way, man. She's dope. But I think the person we should have on is Shannon. Oh, and then my friend Howie, who's flying in from my wedding. Uh, I want to get him on. Yeah, like we got to get people on that we can like round robin with. I think that should be really fun. Um, yeah, but other than that, I got nothing else. But that's what I got to say, man. I love having you on the show because you bring the people. You know, that's that's what I love about it. But guys, if you're listening, send us five stars. You know what? Give us, like Judge says every week, give us one star and say, fuck these guys. We don't care. Uh, but just give us a rating, a review. Yeah. Send us some love. Even if you're just sending us a message and go, oh, man, this episode was awesome. Like just just pump our, our brakes a little bit. Make us feel like big, I'm with big it. men. That's all we want. <laughs> In that note, we're out of here, people. We'll catch you later. Pete. Thanks for listening to the show. You can follow the podcast as well on social media at Not So Secret Dads Business or on our website, notsosecretdadsbusiness.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review the show. It helps more than you realise. Until next time, guys, be the best dad you can be.